G'day, welcome to the Epic Humans podcast. I'm your host, Callum Moore, and today I'm welcoming Tanika Ozani, uh, who's an intuitive life coach and uh, another Epic Human that I met res- recently and thought she'd be great to have on and just want to see what her magic looks like. Welcome, Tanika. Awesome, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Yeah, I really, um, you know, we did that that little session recently and liked your energy and I thought I'd like to uh, learn about you and, and what you do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, how long have you been um, doing the, the coaching thing for? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where I always kind of say, this is something that I feel like I've been doing my entire life. Um, And now it's just, it's becoming real and true for me to actually work in this space and follow this as a heart's calling rather than something that I just do in my private time with my private people, you know, like I really feel this desire to actually make this something where I can support like many different people across the globe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I hear that. It's like uh, that that calling that when you really listen to it, you realize it's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you almost take it for granted, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is just my life. Like, this is just who I am. You never think like, oh, actually, like I can do this, you know, as a calling, as a life calling. Yeah, and it kind of started probably about a year after my daughter was born. I was like, I really want to do something impactful and like actually follow my heart because what I was doing wasn't serving me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you mind me asking what you were doing before you decided to make the change? Yeah. So I was a childcare educator and I'd been doing that for like, I don't know, like five years. And I think when I got pregnant, it's like it switched, like all of my maternal energy was then just like, I just want to look after my daughter and my heart's saying something else now. And yeah, so yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of like a cool little segue into what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's interesting, like you obviously had a, um, a caring nature. Like mm-hmm. to, to want to go into early childhood education. Yeah. So, so who do you, what's your ideal client now? Like what, what kind of people do you like to work with? So my ideal clients at this time, this sort of person that's coming to mind is that she's either a mother or not a mother. That's not really important here, but she's, really quite frazzled and disconnected and like her body and her mind and her soul, they're all like really disconnected. There's no real relationship to herself. She's working a shitload or not at all. Maybe she's lost, but it's this really like frazzled, lost, disconnected feeling and just this like frustration and this calling for something more. Yeah, I guess that could be the like the real gist of it. And it's 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 a surprisingly common story. 
Yeah, you know, mm. because we're not taught how to connect. Yeah, we are disconnected. You know, there's there's definitely something wrong with how we've been taught growing up that hasn't gone, you know what, like you need to integrate all of yourself mm-hmm. to feel complete and whole. So I'm guessing you've been on a similar uh, path too. So my path, I guess, back to myself started when I was probably about, oh, how old was I? About 20 years old, actually. And I remember at the time I was very lost. I was doing a lot of drugs. I was, you know, drinking a lot and being quite reckless with my life. And at some point, I really don't remember how it started, but I started to get these massive intuitive downloads. I started to hear ghosts and I started to feel things that I hadn't felt before. And so this kind of like took me on this journey. I was like, oh my God, there is something else to this life than what I've been taught. And it's been this real like wavy journey, but it's kind of like along the way, it's like these different aspects of coming back home to myself. Mm-hmm. And in recent years, I remember being pregnant, being quite anxious. I was going through quite a difficult time with breaking up with her father and having a pretty traumatic birth. And I just remember sitting there um, after giving birth about an hour after breastfeeding and just having this intuitive hit of like that birth trauma was so big for you because you're so disconnected from your sexuality, from your womb space, from your, your power as a woman. And I was like, shit, like that's, that's a pretty big missing piece. Like, you know, here I am, focusing on yoga and focusing on meditation and all these different things, focusing on diet, but I'm not focusing on the thing that created me in the first place. So yeah, it's been a pretty wild journey since then. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's incredible. And yeah, well, and it's, you obviously had a want and an urge to explore yourself in a spiritual way, connecting with yoga and meditation. Mm. And it's just, it's just incredible that the birthing experience was able to open you up to a level that you were probably totally unaware of. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that wouldn't even be connected at that level. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's pretty cool that your experiences up until that point led you to this a zero point moment that sounds like it was absolutely life-changing yeah it's actually insane too because i went into childcare with this idea of like i had this calling to i guess in my own way like impact the evolution of humanity basically like i really wanted to work with children and start to like shift perspective and start to like to change those those threads of of how we are and then I realized I'd like they'd go home to their parents over the weekend and not saying that their parents are doing anything wrong, but then they'd come back and it was having to do that work all over again. Shit, like there's got to be a different way. And I realized I was like, here I am focusing on the children. I should be focusing on the people that are around the children, the, the older generation, the, the role models for these children and actually help them come back home to themselves. 
like the, this is where it starts for me. And yeah, that was like a massive shift. And to start with something like the womb space is like, well, that's where it's all, that's like the in-between worlds, you know? Mm. Mm. Oh, and totally. And, and again, as a society, it's very interesting where we seem to be much more accepting of violence than we do of sexuality. Yeah. And it, and it causes so much grief. In yeah. fact, I, like there's part of me that wonders if the, the violence isn't a side effect of how disconnected we are. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You know, like when, when aspects are like of ourselves as a humanity or as individuals aren't recognized and acknowledged, it's like everything else is so out of balance. And this, this part of us will come through in these really impulsive, dark ways that aren't connected to the love that we're created from. Mm-hmm. And it can be really detrimental. And like one thing is out of balance, the rest of it is because you know, you see it in the environment. If one thing's out, the rest of the ecology just goes off. And I feel like we are the universe experiencing itself. We're, we're going to have the same thing. If one thing's off, the rest of it's going to be off. Bringing it all into balance and knowing that our sexuality for a woman or even for a man, like that energetic womb space is something that if you're disconnected from, it can be off and it can create this domino effect. And it's, part of our humanity it's a part of us being yeah yeah and you, you see it again and again with women not even connected to their cycle and i've wondered and of course yeah, i'm no expert but i feel like what you were saying before about the trauma of childbirth you know there's there's women that ex- experience trauma every month on their bleed mm. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I have wondered if that's to do with them being disconnected from their energetic selves. Yeah, I really feel that. I really, really do because, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I look at myself, I can really only speak from my own experience, I guess, but I look at myself and I, I consistently say that I love my bleed. I love it. I love having that time away. I love, you know, going into that intuitive space. I love bleeding. Like I love feeling the differences that come up. I love the fact that when I'm moving around too much, I'll start to get pain and it's like, okay, that's my womb space telling me like, slow down. (laughs) Like you're not supposed to be moving around and doing this much stuff well, you're bleeding. This is a time of shedding and this is a time of reflection. And it's kind of wild to me. You know, I have quite a few disconnected, beautiful females around me that are very like, oh, I've got my period. Like it's horrible and I hate it and I hate being a woman and I hate it. It's like, it's so, you're like so disconnected from your whole womanhood. You know, I can't help but think like, all of these little issues that we have, they could all start to fall away if we actually start to look at them and see, okay, where, what is this telling us about where we need to balance, where we need to acknowledge and love and shift? These all just symptoms of something underlying. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. It's like, yeah, we've forgotten. And again, I, I, I feel like this is 
part of the you know we're we're a christian-based culture which is very disconnected from don't go into the sacral basically and and we've forgotten the reverence Mm. and if we can just shift into that holding our bodies and our bodily functions with some reverence and understanding that it's all part of the the natural cycle Mm. it really can put us in in a much better more accepting more loving space yeah absolutely and there's so many layers to it there's so many layers to this conditioning we've got so much information being thrown at us from you know that religious perspective and then from the marketing perspective and then from you know things like porn and things like I don't know I can't think of what else but We've got all of this information. So there's so many layers for us to go through. And it's, if you look at it, like, instead of like, oh my God, there's so much to fix. This is overwhelming. I have so much shame and I have so much disgust and I have so much shit within me. I'm just not going to look at it because it's too overwhelming. But if you actually just go, I'm on a journey and things are going to come up as they do. And I can just take it one step at a time it becomes like actually like a really exciting journey to go on and it's like oh I'm going on an adventure with myself and I get to learn all these cool things and you know I get to see the rewards of that within myself of how much pleasure I can receive and how much I love myself and and how much I don't rely on other people's opinions to form my worth yeah I hear you yeah that's it's such a beautiful way of putting it because we we do and again we're not taught that mm. yeah you know, we're taught that our, our worth can be what we're producing you know how beautiful we are all, all very external factors mm. and then that's why there's so many of us feeling that that emptiness i i know on my journey I, when i started learning about um tantra and um, breath practices and realizing that my sacral was ice cold. Mm. I had no connection to it whatsoever. And then being able to connect in that and that, that look, it was not an easy journey because there was trauma stored in there. Uh, but I'm so grateful to have been able to get that and, and, and receive it, it's, it's transformative. And it's so beautiful that you're choosing to share the love with the world. Yeah, absolutely. I feel, I love it too. You know, like it's been, I don't know how many, I guess it's been like four years since I started on this path. So I'm really only relatively new. So I feel like I'm here for the people who are basically ice cold (laughs) so that they can actually just start with these, little steps to release that shame and start to release that that trauma and that pain and come into and see like oh my gosh like this is how open I can be this is how much love I can receive this is how much pleasure and ecstasy I can just have in my body on a day-to-day basis and just enjoy life yeah it's it's wild to think that you know it was only four years ago that I was ice cold too and just riddled with shame and just my whole body would just contract. 
Mm. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting how far you got, can go and how deep you can go in, sh- in a short period and see how much you can change in that time and how much you can know yourself deeply. Yes. Yeah, I, I love it you put that you put that way because I feel like there's some people that that hold on this journey because they have this idea that it's going to be like a 20-year process. Mm. Yeah, and, and you can keep going, obviously, and, and get deeper and deeper. But like you're saying, like the trans transformation, and I'm sure you'll have to confirm, but the change actually starts happening quite rapidly after you choose to go mm. into this work. Absolutely. Holy moly. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think about how quickly it happened for me. Yeah, it happened really quick, actually. Like thinking back, I remember, yeah, like I remember my first yoni egg, for example. I got mm-hmm. a clear quartz one. It was probably about, what well, I don't know, like six months to a year after I had my daughter. And I've been reading about it for a while. And I remember like I was living with a housemate and from the first use, she was like, you are like radiant. (laughs) And I felt like I feel radiant. It was insane how quickly it happened. And then, you know, with my first pleasure wand, you know, I bought a, I think it was a rose quartz one. And I just had this like, oh, I just, I want to love myself. I just want to love myself. So I'm going to just choose to love myself and not go into the grasping for others' approval and not go into this space of like, oh, you know what, I'll just shut it off. It was this really conscious choice. And within probably a few weeks, like I was really in this self-love practice. I would look forward to it. It was like a, a date with myself. It was a meditation. And I would come out of it just feeling so radiant, so vibrant, so self-loving. And this is without like orgasms. This was just like, ah, oh, like I'm just spending time with myself, you know, and it is so quick when you just choose it and you think, fuck, like if this journey goes on for another 20 years, like imagine how much more in love with myself and with life I can be 20 years down the track if I keep going. Yeah, I hear you. Like, and it's interesting, like as a male, you know, we grow up with this idea of masturbation and what it looks like and what it feels like. Mm. And then again, like getting into this work and, you know, I remember my first full body orgasm. You just realize like, uh, yeah, for me, I've never really experienced true orgasm. Mm. Yeah, and it's such a big difference. Yeah, it, it absolutely made me realize that we're all just missing out on this innate pleasure this innate connection that should be there, mm. but it's not. Mm. And again, like I feel like for for men, it is. It's it's such a disconnection from the truth of their sexuality. And yeah, I I just look for me too. I I sometimes go into a very if I don't watch myself, I can get very anti men just because of. We do live in a culture that is quite sexist. Yeah, I'm still on the fence about whether something called rape culture exists, but it's there. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's certainly, if you're disconnected from yourself, how can you connect with someone else? How, how do you know? And I see it. Well, I don't go out anymore because like I'm an old person. But when I used to get out, I, I'd see men with women. The woman is obviously very uncomfortable. Yeah. But this man is so disconnected from from everything that he has no idea. Mm, yeah yeah it's about yeah I feel like in those spaces even with women like I've experienced for myself in my own experience where it's like there's this animal urge and there's also this disconnection from your your power and from your heart and from like all time and space and it's like this quick sharp just need to release just need to get rid of this feeling like we 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 can't hold the feeling of desire. We can't hold the feeling of that that energy moving through us. So we just disperse it. We we get rid of it. And we're not really like living up to the potential of like what our bodies and our spirit can really move through. You know, I really feel that that's probably a massive part of, of rape culture. And it's definitely a massive part of couples that get together and then they just kind of go through the motions because they're not connecting to themselves. They're not connecting to, you know, the the greater picture. They're not connecting to the greater like source energy, right? Mm. And they're not, and because of that, they're not connecting to each other. So it's just kind of like going through the motions and like living out these roles, like little robots. Mm. <laughs> it's like we are so much more than robots that just get the white picket fence and like have this kind of like mediocre orgasm sex, you know? Yeah, I totally hear that. It, it, it's like we, we forget and I, I think it's easier and more common with that that long-term partner that, yeah, like you're saying, you get into a, a routine about sexuality and like what your sex is without actually going, no, well, well what do I desire today? Yeah, because our sexuality is fluid. So I, and it's so easy to, to fall into the, like you're saying, the, just the routine and not actually taking the time. Okay, heart, what do you want today? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know for myself that there have been times when my uni has said no to self-pleasure. And then after that, I get a symptom of like her screams, basically. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, all right, I'll listen to that a bit better. And like over time, it's like sometimes the pleasure just comes in a good dance or it just comes in just touching your own hands and looking at them and like just connecting to yourself and to all that you are. And I feel like it's the same for sex. It's the same for you know, being intimate with another, like it doesn't always have to be that penis in vagina, get it over and done with man orgasms, woman doesn't like, that's kind of like how we're kind of conditioned. Mm. And it's like, I know that for myself, I still have conditioning. I still have shame. I still have, you know, like this routine that can kick in, but it, it's like, there's so much more to this and that's exciting. There's so much more to this journey and that's exciting. And there's so much more to me and that's exciting. I can't wait for millions of women and men to wake up to this for themselves and feel vibrant in themselves and go on this journey of self-discovery that includes their sexuality so that 
my gosh, like how, how free would this entire, you know, human race be if we were able to do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like I feel like the powers that be have this idea that if we all get connected to our sexuality, it's just going to be orgy time. You know, like, it's like this fear that if everyone is is connected like that, yeah, it'll just be like work won't get done because people will be too busy doing it, which is just, I don't feel like that'd be the case at all. <laughs> ah, it's actually so funny because, you know, when you start to do this with yourself and you start to go into what your heart, your, your yoni, your lingam, whatever, like really wants and desires in that moment, you actually become more discerning with where you put your energy. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I had a, an experience recently where I saw an old friend of mine and I knew that he was not someone I wanted to be intimate with just because of history, where his energy's at, where his life is at. I didn't want to like put that with my energy, but because I was in my shit, I was in my resistance. I was like, oh my God, I am very attracted to him right now. Like, I just really want to just jump his bones. And I went home and I was like, okay, Tanika, right? No, (laughs) like we know, we know that this is not real. This is this is an this is an urge that's not really stemming from the true desires because I could feel it in my heart. It wasn't a true desire. Mm-hmm. It was like coming from this place of lack. So instead, I decided to spend that time with myself and that attraction for him dispersed because it wasn't true for me. And I feel like when you actually learn to connect with yourself on that level and connect with your heart and your womb, and your lingam and your yoni's true desires, like this is not going to be a bloody orgy fest unless it's your true desire. Mm. It's not going to be everyone's true desire. <laughs> so <laughs> of course it's not going to be bloody orgies everywhere. Yeah, I hear that. And yeah, and it's so interesting. Like, so what you did then was, you know, you've recognized the pattern, mm-hmm. you know, like it's an old, old story that we create. And, but to be able to be that connected with, your heart especially it's so powerful because for me yeah i realized yeah well it's this year and i'm 45 and it's taken me that long to to start working this out yeah i was getting into relationships that soon wouldn't feel right but i'd be too scared oh well what if you know it's the old story what if i end up alone but that would disconnect and look the the last a couple of years ago, I was in one and I ended up one night going into trauma response because mm-hmm. I I did something that I didn't want to do, but I was scared to say no. Now, I'm really grateful that that happened because it really opened up a, 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 an old wound that needed needed healing. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I was like, I couldn't believe I was that disconnected or and that that worried about oh well if i say no then she's going to feel rejected and and didn't listen mm. to what mm. my body body wanted or didn't want yeah and on it, it took me about a month I had three weeks off work yeah wow. it was it was powerful the trauma response yeah 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 it was cool yeah early childhood stuff but um 
it was something like I, I was aware that, that it was there, but I'd never been able to tap into the feelings of it. Mm. And the it was sort of, and it, it was also, yeah. I'm also, look, I'm, I'm grateful that that happened to me as a child because it's given me, and you know, like with my work, I like to do work with people who, who need to shift the trauma. And it, it might sound weird, but, you know, the more things that have happened to me, I feel the more understanding I have for, for different situations. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I understand that fully. Yeah. Tell me, Tanika, if someone comes to you, Hmm. Yeah. Do your sessions, do you have, you know, is it, okay, this is what we're going to do or how, how do your sessions work? I, I would love to know. Oh, I guess it depends on the session that you book with me. For example, if you were to book a mini intuitive reading, you'd simply just get a little reading, a few little note, like little steps, like we wouldn't really dive any deeper into it because it's a mini reading. Then if you were to book a, um, intuitive coaching session I'm helping you with that it's it's still that intuitive process we're still going into it with that that connection however then we go deeper with it and we start to unravel what's going on underneath instead of me just telling you what's going on underneath and like here you go go and sort it out it's like we're going so much deeper and I'm I'm actually supporting you to unravel it and to then start to shift your behavior your thoughts shift that energy from your system so that you can choose again and you can choose a different thread and then if you were to join a course for example cosmic seduction i did try doing the like the fully like structured group experience but i found that really worked against my way and now I've structured it so that it's simply like a bunch of one-on-one -on -one sessions, share circles. And so I can go with each person, each client, each woman and go deeper into what's going on for them individually and what's going on for them, I guess, collectively as well, because we're all feeling it, right? We're all kind of, you know, what affects me will on some level be affecting you too, because we're all, we're all connected. So it's very intuitive, it's very deep, and we we go as deep as you're willing to surrender to. Mm. You know, it's got to be, you've got to be willing to do the work, you've got to be willing to surrender to the depths of it, you've got to be willing to, to feel the joy that comes out of that as well. You know, you've really got to be willing to, to shift your perspective, to shift your energy and to shift your life. No, that's beautiful. And, and so obviously, yeah, you're, you're very intuitive based. Yeah, because I've had a similar thing, like thought about creating, you know, structured courses. And so far, I feel like, yeah, I've just had that mic drop moment, as you said that, just go, wow, you know, like, why do I have to do that? Mm. You know, like, I, I like the idea of you, you feel into the individual's needs as the session comes up yeah it, it's so pointless to go well this is what we're going to do and then you're going to get to this step because everyone's different mm. you know? well, that's it. like one person might want to say for example like my course cosmic seduction is going to be 12 weeks right and in that 12 weeks you get six um one-to-one -one sessions and you know for one person 
they might want to go through like six different areas of their lives and go deep into each single one in one session. But then there might be another person over here that has like one or two things that are really, really pulling them down and really they're really struggling with that they they want to go into. So it kind of gives you like the flexibility of like, what do I really need? Like, what do I really need as the client? And for me, like, what can I really feel is going on underneath the surface rather than this is what we're going to work on, even though underneath the surface, I can feel this for you. Because then you're not being a true service, are you? No, no. exactly. Yeah. It's like painful. it's painful to do it that way. Hmm. And I, yeah, I've seen that. And yeah, I've, I've been working with a few people lately because I, I'm a big believer in, you know, like the emotion being stored in our body and you know, being able to shift and transmute that. Whereas I feel like there's some coaches that, that feel like if you're admitting that you've got this pain, it's like, well, what are you focused on? I keep on getting that. Like, are you focused on that? This is why X, Y, Z. And it's like, nah, man, like I need to be real with this because otherwise, and it, it's, and yeah, I've been on a bit of a journey lately, like really sitting in the anxiety really sitting in the depression and you know what it's shifting a couple of days ago i woke up i was like the anxiety's not there but now i feel like there was a sense of fear i'm like ah oh, this is the fear that's been sitting under that anxiety for years because i've always just gotten to the point i've worked on the anxiety i'm good and then two years later boom comes up again um, and yeah, I'm luckily enough at, at this time of my life to have the space to really go into the emotional body and, and, and feel the memories. But, and I feel like there's a lot of people in the, the spiritual community, like, you know, it's the old saying, the spiritual bypass. Yeah. Like it's all good. Just think about something else. Positive affirmations. It's like, oh, no, like you have to have these both sides. You need to be able to go into it and then choose again. Yeah, but the going into it, I feel mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's so vital and it's so awesome that you are showing people that in such a beautiful way too. Thank you. I like, I mean, I really resonate with the anxiety thing. I've had anxiety since I was three years old. Like I remember sitting on the couch hyperventilating for no reason at all. Like my anxiety very much presents as I can't breathe. Like I honestly feel like I'm underwater. Mm. And it's kind of one of those things that I've battled for so many years that you kind of struggle against and you use things to, I don't know, quieten it. And it wasn't until, yeah, probably after I had my daughter again, I was like, you know, I had that intuitive hit, like this is actually an emotion or a truth or something sitting underneath the surface that needs to be moved, that needs to come out, that needs to be looked at and felt and dealt with, that the anxiety is actually just showing you that's what's happening. Mm. It's like a pressure cooker, like the anxiety is a pressure cooker and it's like, oh my gosh, like the only way that the anxiety is going to lift is if I let this move. Yeah, it's such a great way to put it, the pressure cooker. And it, it's so interesting because, yeah, until you really look at it, it is the, yeah, with emotional outbursts, um, yeah, because the anxiety is there, mm. you know, and, and until we deal with it, 
and it is like yeah i've seen a, a direct connection with you know it's like we've got our, our brains which are just it's like a filing system mm. so what happens when we overreact to a situation there's been a something that's happened in our past our little brains go do, do, do. oh that reminds us of that when we happened when we were three years old so this is how we react mm. like that's the appropriate response yeah this is what we do for this yeah yeah and, and you go go get people who go through life oh, i'm just an angry person oh I, i'm an anxious person you know it's i'm shy like we 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 bought up with all these weird ideas about who we are just based mm -hmm. on often stuff that was beyond our control when we were young mm, yeah absolutely and yeah we start to identify with it like you don't want to then change it because who are we without this anger? Who are we without anxiety? Who are we if we're not shy? I don't know who I am without that. And I feel like a lot of the time people, including myself in the past, haven't done anything about the things that are really pulling us down um, and creating issues in our lives because we've identified with it. We've identified with that aspect of our being of our ego and it's like it's too painful to do anything about it you know like we think it's too painful it's impossible like because we've identified so much with our pain so much with our ego that we don't know what it's like without it and that scares the shit out of us so of course mm. we don't do anything. yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like it's almost like an addictive drug you mm. know we, we get addicted to that drama mm -hmm. yeah yeah Absolutely. I mean, I know for myself, there's a few things that I'm identifying with right now that I'm like, okay, I need to look at that and shift that perspective. And then there's things that I feel like there's certain things I've moved past and there's certain things that I'm still continuously showing up and choosing a different script, choosing a different character for myself. Like since the beginning of Tanika, I have been the shy one. I've been the angry one. I've been the anxious one. I've been real bloody quiet. And if you had a told like 10 year old me that I was going to be like willingly going on podcasts and, you know, sharing my story out loud to the world, she would have laughed so hard. Like it would not have been some, she wouldn't like get out of here. That's not real. And, you know, it's like, I'm not shy, actually. I'm quite open and I'm not an angry person. Angry is something, and anger is something that I experience as an emotion. It's not me. Mm. So for, for people to identify with their shit is they're just caging themselves. And, um, yeah, it's also interesting as we go along these paths, you know, like I, I had the realization a couple of years ago, like I when, when I got the big anxiety and then I was feeling into it. I'm like, wow, I, in my teenage years, constant state of anxiety. Mm. Well into my 20s, constant state of anxiety. Mm. And then the further away I get from that, you know, when I do feel the anxiety, I really, oh my God, there's some days where I'm just like, ah, oh, my God, it's killing me. <laughs> but then I have this reminder of like, wow, Cal, I, I used to be like this all the time. Mm, mm. How good is it when you shift into a space where this thing you thought was you has become almost alien? 
yeah, like I don't even know who that was. Like that's a that's a thing that overtook me. It's not actually me. And and how stressed was I? Like that was I was living in hell basically. Mm, yeah. Yes. Same. Holy shit. Same. Yeah. It's wild. Oh, I feel you. Hell. So you were saying, so have you traced your anxiety to that moment, that three-year-old you? I feel like that's probably the first, I guess, conscious memory I have of it. But I do feel that it was present beforehand. Yeah. I feel that it's something that unfortunately gets passed on from the womb. Like I really feel that. And I remember reading something about I don't know whether it was pregnancy or like the early months of life where a child will learn this baseline of breathing from their parents and a baseline of like, yeah, I think it's the breathing. And I remember reading that and I freaked out because at the time I was having anxiety and I had the little baby strapped up my chest and I was like, oh my God, I'm teaching her my breathing patterns and I'm really anxious. And (laughs) it's kind of like, I just feel like we learn it so so early so Mm. early it's insane how early we learn it Mm. and there are things that we learn that we've never seen our parents do that we've never seen the generations before us do they do it behind closed doors but we learn to do it because it's so we're so connected and yeah so I really feel that my anxiety can't be traced to a particular moment in my life, I feel like it's traced through generations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there's evidence. Um, God, what is it called? I forget the name of it. But, yeah, we do hold the, the stored memories and the anxiety in our DNA. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and that's proven. But, um, yeah, I remember, like, for me, I went, I went deep on the anxiety once and I went back to, I was in a cot and I'm lying there and it was crazy because suddenly I had this baby body. Like I couldn't really move my arms, my legs. I was all like, but um, yeah, my mom who unfortunately has some mental health issues, she was like just losing her shit at me. And I had no understanding of her words. I just like felt her energy and I'm like, I'm freaking out. So there's a process I do with people where, so I'll get that memory and then I put the ultimate me in. Like I imagine me in 30 years where I'm just such a like spiritual guru, you know, like just powerful me. I put that in the memory and I went up to my mom. Oh, look, Janet, you're stressed. How about I look after the baby? This is what this got crazy. Anyway, so she leaves a memory and it's all like, look, uh, there's some people that believe that you're literally traveling in time doing this. There's some people that believe you, all you're doing is altering the memory. I'm not sure either way, but I know it makes me feel better when I do it. Anyway, so I then picked up baby me and baby me, I'm looking up at me and then I'm looking down at me simultaneously. Oh, right. Yeah. And it became this crazy feedback loop and it was just going do, 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 look, look, do, do. And then suddenly everything went blank and it was just me and this other voice. And the other voice is going, look, if you become this woman's son, you're going to have to be really sick when you're young. And I was, I was constantly sick as a child. Um, and yeah, I sort of, yeah, this soul agreement. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I'm ready for this. 
Yeah, and look, that that was one of the craziest experiences I've had, I've had doing that sort of work. They're not always, yeah, it's not usually that that full on. It was interesting, like, and I I, I do believe we make these, you know, we're, there's a reason we are born into certain families, and yeah, you know, we have these experiences. 